little difficulty walking up steps. Not because I can't walk up steps, just because there's heavy anointing. I'm going to do something that I had not planned, and I'm going to tell you what we're going to do, and we're going to do it. We're going to do it together. Thank you, Roy. I'm going to have my wife look up this exact scripture, but it's it's Mark four, and it talks about the sixty, uh, thirty, sixty, hundredfold. Um, and you, you find that, sweetie, let me know. Are you ready to do something? I'm ready. Now, I've did this before, and why he brought it to me, he's kind of toyed with it in my mind, and I said, Lord, I'll do it again. And, and he, he told me this morning, he said, start it today. I said, okay, but I'm not ready today and uh he's you ever tell the lord yes it doesn't really do any good to argue with him does it doesn't really but remember i want to tell you the story um and it's mark four it's in matthew as well but 420 can we can we pull that there we go <laughs> i guess i could look back here it's it's up there thank you you guys are awesome these are the ones sown on good ground, those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some 30-fold, 60, and some 100. Okay. This is the idea he had given me before, and he wants me to start it today. <clears throat> we announced at church we're not doing it this way today. So before you get real excited, let me tell the whole story. We announced at church, when I did this before, he instructed me to give out money. People were like, well, that's new. It's really not new to the church because this church does a lot more than what we could. We don't just meet on. Yes, we meet on Sunday, but we help a lot of people throughout the weeks and months. We've paid mortgages. We've paid bills. We've, we've done stuff for people we don't even we don't know who they are. I don't know them. I never met them. They, they, they make promises. So if you help me, I'll come to church. I'm not doing that. I'm helping you because. That's what God wants me to do. You, whether you come to church or not, that's between you and God. I didn't ask that. That's not a stipulation. How many understand? So, anyway, we announced we were going to give out money. And so we had everybody here. And basically that day the church gave out $1,200. And you were allowed to take it. And in increments, we had a max of, I think, 40. But you could take out like 20 or 40. And here's the purpose. Now, I'm going to explain that in just a second, but we're not doing that today. You're going to do it from your own heart and your own investment. And this is what he said. They need to do it from them, not something that you give them. Okay? Just being blunt. I'm a sower. I'm a giver. And I'm going to stay that way. I, you cannot outgive God. Here's the purpose of what I'm saying. We gave out the money. I'm just showing the illustration. I asked God... And had everybody ask God, what would I do with this? Because they're going to bring whatever the idea he gave them, they're going to bring it back into the house of God at a, a future date. And that's what we did. The future date for this is Christmas Eve. We are going to give to, this isn't going, let me just explain, this isn't going to me. 
I'm not trying to increase. This isn't on my Christmas list. This is going to, to help take care of the house of God. Are you okay with that? Well, I'm glad, because if you're not, we're still doing it. I love you. But this is what we're going to do. I'm asking you to ask God. I don't know what the amount would be. That's between you and God. I gave you ideas of the amounts that we did for people. What we did is in that time frame. Now, you have about seven weeks until Christmas Eve is on a Sunday. We'll call it, maybe we'll call that, we'll call this Miracle Christmas Sunday or something. We'll do something. Um, and I had no plans. This. Kim and I never talked about it. It is, I was standing right here. And I mean, my mind is going other places because I forgot to put batteries in my mic. So I'm pulling out my phone going, somebody go get me some batteries. Tom, <laughs> as quick as you can. And uh, so he ran back, got me batteries. But so anyway, whatever that idea is, you... What would you do with it if God invested an idea in you? This is what I did. This is probably what I'll do again. So unless he tells me something different. I made beef jerky. Deer jerky, beef jerky. I know how to do that. Everybody loved it. I sold out of it every time. And I had, I put it in a bag and said it was $3 for this bag. If you wanted a bigger bag, it was 5 You go try to buy beef jerky for 3 or $5. Good luck with that. Go to a gas station. It's 12 bucks and up. And people are like, okay, are you making more? Because I want more. And what happened is at the end of the time, out of $20, I brought back well over $100. Are, are you with me? And so it, what we did at the church is we did that. And I think in whatever the time was, six weeks or something, instead of $1,200, we brought back, there's like $3,000 came back into the church for the people. Not everybody did it. Some people took the money and never paid it back, and we never saw them again. Be blessed. I mean, I'm not going to chase anybody down. You know what I'm saying? This way, you are pulling out of the investment. God, how much do you want me to do? What's your idea? You know, uh, I've done it more than once. One time I made T-shirts. I sold T-shirts. Um, some people made, uh, I know Sandy, she makes all kinds of jelly, jams, you name it, she could probably make it. My sister could make anything, I, you know. And everybody became part of everybody else's thing. Uh, I think Tom one time made crosses. Uh, he made crosses to hang from uh, your rearview mirror. And what was happening is everybody was like, I want a cross. i got to have me a cross. Whatever he charged for that. I need to have some cookies. Somebody bake cookies and they're this much. A duck. Because all the money was collected. Are you with me? Saved for that miracle Sunday. What do you do with it? The lesson is what do you do with what God gives you? Now, I am going to teach on finances, and that's coming up before too long. Now, whether he has me start doing it in December or he waits till the first of the year, whatever he says is fine. Today, his meeting is called Launch, which is amazing why he's doing this now. So on Christmas Eve, we are coming back with whatever idea he gave you. I don't know what it is, and if you're like, I didn't get anything, it's okay. How many heard that? I don't want you to feel like there's something wrong with me. I'm not. It might, maybe he's, this isn't something that you, you feel at peace with. I'm okay with that. I'm not, I'm not pointing. But all of those that want to take, and you can pray about it. We'll, we'll do it again next week. We'll ask. I'm not collecting money for it. We'll bring the money, and you will bring 
the earnings that you got from that. And we'll have some kind of a paper that you can say, this is what he told me to invest or whatever. We may share some of those. We may put a couple videos up where people are like, hey, I, I put in, you know, I don't know. I don't know where, to, I mean, I wasn't even planning on doing it. But I'm not going to say no to him. So you pray about it. Whether it's 20 bucks, whether it's 40 bucks, whether it's $1,000, whether it's $50, whether it's $10, whether it's, you know, if you're, I don't care. What is it? That's up to you. Invest it. What's God telling you? Do something with it. Come back Christmas Eve, Sunday morning, and let's just glorify God with a, uh, a wonderful Christmas present. Can we do that? Amen. Amen. All right. So I got that. I feel better. I got that off my chest. And Really? Really? That's awesome. I'll take a cross and a pie right now. <laughs> Cherry. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, my. Is God not good? I mean, I, remember, I think we did this years and years when Kim and I were just in the church. My mom made noodles. And, I mean, she was the noodle queen. Mom, if you're watching, noodle it up, girl. But, I mean, and this is what was good. The thing that happened with everybody is everybody was part of a mission. And so it was no big deal to be like, I needed to have a cross. And I got to have me some pie or cherry jelly or I got to have this or, or I need noodles or, you know, if Crunch bakes anything, you better get some of that. Whatever she makes, get some of that. And I'll have some jerky for you. And what we'll, I mean, and we'll bring it in. Can and let me the 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 anointing that you will feel as you bring what you invested. This is a lesson far past what you would think as you bring it back to the house of God. Oh my word! And the enemy will he fight you because he's an idiot? Sure, he's going to fight you because you're going for what the word of God says. You are actually putting God's word into practice in your life. God, give me an idea. How can I multiply this? I'm going to give you a mindset of an entrepreneur right now. That's what you're thinking. You're not thinking like, you know, if you're, if you're a hireling, you work for the man. I work for the man. Time to make the donuts. You know, but how about maybe this would launch a career? Come on, somebody. You know what? Kim and I have been in ministry for over 30 years. And this concept, people are like, you have it made. You work one day a week. I'll switch you. But anyways, that's another story. We didn't have Christmas money. So I've been like, Lord, what do we do? Well, she made these corn silk dolls, and I made quilt racks. And I just sold them. And people bought one, and somebody said, where'd you get that? Well, PB made that. He did, yeah. How much were your quilt racks? I said, they're $35. Can I get one stained? That's 40 Oh, no problem. What do I got to do to do it? Give me $15. Because $15 covered all my wood. So I would go and I'd buy the wood and I'd make it. And then I'd say, now, if you don't like it, you don't have to pay for it. And they'd be like, this is awesome. So they gave me 15 bucks. I went and made it. I never had anybody turn it back. I made so many of those. I finally said, I cannot make any more. I don't have enough time. And she made corn silk dolls. So it was just like, I'm sure her fingers were probably, I don't know how you make them, but they were awesome. People were using them as treetops and all kinds of things. And. We're finally like, okay, we got to cut the store off. 
We bought our entire kids' Christmas and our Christmas that year. We tithed out of it. Okay, you just bring it in here, and we'll, we'll take care of all of that. But it's going to be fun. If it's a God idea, you know it's a good idea, and I certainly didn't come up with it. So God's going to do that. So turn to your neighbor and say, we're about to launch. You know, last night, I dreamed about stir fry all night. I guess I was sleepwalking. Some of you didn't catch that. Walking. Okay, never mind. Now we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, about 10 minutes later, somebody will start laughing. I get it. Just put that in your pocket. Use it after church, wherever you go. <laughs> You'll be in line at Bob Evans. <laughs> Sleepwalking. Hey, we're going to talk about launch. There's a reason you were created. God created you on purpose for a purpose. In other words, he has a plan for you. You are not just supposed to coexist with everybody. You're supposed to be doing the work of the kingdom. We all have an assignment that God has for us. We all have a destiny. And we're supposed to be heading towards it. We're supposed to be going the way he wants us to go. Because you know, if you're not doing what you're created to do, you won't truly be happy. That's a, that's a truth. I know a gentleman that had over 80 jobs on and off. I just can't find anything that makes me happy. Let's go to the creator. Let's go to the one that made you and see what he says. Colossians 2.10. Now, this isn't on one of what they have. I, I shoved this one in here this morning. So uh, it says, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. You know what that means? If you want to be complete, you got to have God in your life. you got to have God as, as the one that's guiding you. Since he created you, you can follow God and then be completely at peace. But he's got to be in the right place. Seek first, Matthew says, the kingdom. And all the things, you know what the things are? The things that the world wants. If you look at the list, it's in there. You know, stuff, clothes, food. God is okay with prospering you. He's okay with blessing you. But he doesn't prosper you just so you can get a bigger house and a nicer car. There's nothing wrong with having a nice house and a nice car. He, you're blessed so that you can forward the kingdom. So that you can be the funnel that he says, I trust him. I trust her. They can help finance the kingdom of God. As we walk on this earth, we find out what makes us tick. All of us, if you have children, they all do not have the same identical personality, do they? If you have grandchildren, their grandkids are all different. Sam was four or five years old, and we had a, a pastor evangelist came and spoke at our church. Everybody called him Poppy. He was just a sweet old gentleman, wonderful. And he had a car that had the little numbers on the outside of the handles of your car. And I remember saying to him, Hey, Pastor, I said, hey, do you like that with that? And he goes, I don't know. I don't know the combo. He said, I just used the key. I don't know the combo. We went in the house. Sam heard him say that. He's like five. Sam goes out, figures the combination to his car out, comes back in and says, hey, Poppy, here's your combo. We're like, what? That's how Sam ticks. Part of his, that's 
his MO, his mode of operation. What is it that makes you? There, I mean, everybody's a little different. I get it. My grandkids, they're n- none of them are the same. And I'm happy for that. Wouldn't it be a dull word if we were all alike? Unless they were like PK, man. Maybe I would like that, but I don't know. But what motivates you? What gets you up in the morning? What stirs you to be like, I got to do this? You know, you can look at something and somebody else can see something completely different than you. Because you might be a detailed person and maybe they aren't. And, and they'll notice little details and you won't notice that. Because that's not how you are. Does it mean either or wrong? No, it just means that's not what makes you tick. It makes them tick. Sometimes that ticks you off. But God has already provided everything you need to do the calling that's on your life, to follow the mission. All the tools that you need, he's already provided for. He is the original craftsman tool. We got to believe and receive and then start walking it out. How many believes that laughter is good as medicine? It's just like medicine. It's good to laugh. You come here, you laugh. I like that because life is hard enough, isn't it? Sound like an Allstate commercial. Life comes at you hard. <laughs> These were on church signs. Literally. These were real. God does not believe in atheists, therefore they don't exist. Artificial intelligence is no match for natural stupidity. Walmart is not the only saving place. God is your wireless provider. Jesus said, I'll be back long before Arnold. (laughs) Adam and Eve were the first people not to read the Apple uh, terms and conditions. (laughs) Tweet others as you'd like to be tweeted. Uh, Life has no remote. Get up and change yourself. I love that. When I was growing up, I was my dad's remote. Son, get those pliers. Go change the channel 10, will you? (laughs) Uh, We're not DQ, but we do have great Sundays. Here's our last one. God makes me the person my dog already thinks I am. I don't know about you, but it's time to launch something inside. Something that God has put down inside, deep inside that says, I need out. I want to do something with you, and you need to trust me to do it. Meaning the Holy Spirit. We have to get out of the boat, guys. You cannot find your mission and stay all the time in the safe zone. I mean, if I was playing anything now, I would put, I went to the danger zone. Because the enemy, as long as you stay in the safe zone, you are no danger to him. When you get out of the boat and are on a God-led mission, you become dangerous. You become something that all of a sudden he's like, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. So we, we, got, to, we got to stop him. We got to stop her. God says our assignment is going to be one of righteousness, joy, and peace. I like that. Let me, let me say this. Where is the kingdom of God? People, well, it's, it's in heaven. That's not what this says. This says it's in you. It says that the kingdom of God 
is in you. The kingdom of heaven is in you. We were telling our core team today, we don't have to ask God to send it down. It's already in us. What we have to do inside is say, it's time to let it out. I feel like Hulk Hogan almost. Some of you are going to like, Hulk who? The only Hulk you know, he's green. But this is back in the day. Back in the day. We can all have righteousness, joy, and peace. But when you have that, it's because you're doing something you just like doing. You know, if you're doing something you like, it isn't really a chore to you, is it? You know, I've had people say, well, what happens when your church grows and you got to preach four times a weekend? I'm like, I want to preach four times a weekend. Let me preach four times a weekend. I mean, I feel like I'm saying, God, can I come out and play? And he's like, okay, okay you got to play nice, Brett. <laughs> We're supposed to glow in the dark. How many remember that series I did, Glow in the Dark, and we had those glow-in-the-dark wristbands? i got to find mine. Those are awesome. I just told my secretary, i got to look those up. We might get some more. Because they just, they were really good. They just had our church name on it, and it glowed in the dark. But it was a reminder that that's what we're supposed to do. The world is not getting brighter, but we should be. You see, showing people answers, showing people fruit, showing people the kingdom of God should be a fresh bit of air. This should be something you're like, wow, finally, something that seems right, something that feels right, something that I, have, I see fruit. And that's what people want, answers. How does that work? They've had enough of what the world already has. They want answers for the hurting, the healing. They want to see fruit. You know, half the battle is just knowing what to do and where to stand, where to go. If you don't know where you're going, how do you know when you get there? You know, you just don't get in the car and go, let's just drive. I mean, I guess you can, but sooner or later, you're either going to have to get gas, something. Have you ever limited yourself where your, your thinking is just stopped? We go on vacation. I don't know about you, but I love, and we just went there the other day because somebody blessed us with a Cracker Barrel gift card for Pastor Appreciation Month. I haven't been to Cracker Barrel in a long time. I, Kim and I walked in. We're like, oh, I forgot this. Oh, this smells so good in here. And you know, there's all these things hanging on the walls. And you can go kind of at, walk down memory lane. There's candy from when you were a kid. Just smells good. People in there are like, hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. What can we all get you today? Well, I'd like one of everything. <laughs> How much money's on the card, honey? <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's just one of those, I get it. We would go to a Cracker Barrel, we'd go on vacation, and we just liked it because there was always, the food was always good. You know, as long as we tried to time it where it wasn't right at rush time because, you know, Sometimes you got to wait. Remember one of our kids said, why do we have to go to Cracker Barrel? I'm tired of getting this cheeseburger. <laughs> have you opened the menu, son? Do you see other things besides a cheeseburger? Well, yeah. Get one of those. But I only know about the cheeseburger. And that's okay. So we expanded his taste buds a little bit. Sometimes we're like that, though. God has a lot of things to offer you. 
but you're going to stay in the boat. The boat has the seat cushion. The boat has stuff that at least I got my feet. I, I know this. Some of us will stay in pain because at least that's something we know. Come on. Here's the main text. Nehemiah 2, 17 and 18 says, I said to them, you see the distress that we're in. Anybody here feel like you've been in distress before? How Jerusalem lies waste, the gates are burned with fire. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me, and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, let's rise up and build. Then they set their hands to do this good work. We need a roadmap, guys. If we're going to go somewhere, let's, let's get some directions. I mean, I, I came here with knowing I'm going to preach launch. I did not come here thinking at all about Mark chapter 4 and, and sowing and believing for 60, 100. You know, I, I did not think that. But it's part of the map now. It's going to be good because he's orchestrated it. He's given us some directions to begin to head where we're supposed to go. Most men in here like to know where we're going. If you're a guy and you drive, it is not usually comfortable for us to stop and ask for directions. Have you ever asked for directions and they gave you wrong ones? My wife has had to hold me because I'm like, where she goes, where are you going? I'm like, I'm turning around to go back and tell that gas station, you better figure out where you're going because you don't know. Of course, I'm the guy lost. He's probably back there going, <laughs> I don't know. But I'm like, this, these directions aren't even right. Follow the directions. If God says, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to make. Here's what I want you to bake. Here's what I want you to invest. Here's what I want you to do. Do it. Just do it and watch what he does with what you do. But give it to him gladly. Because you see there is stewardship and ownership. And just so you know, everything you have, you are steward over. No? You know when I tell you when we receive an offering? It changes kingdoms. Because you have the will and the power to put it into the kingdom that you want. You can keep it. But it doesn't go in the ground and produce that way. But when you sow it, you have by your choice. That's a legal issue. Now you've given God jurisdiction to be able to work with your seed. See, we view, this is how we view finances. It's just a church. PB's just trying to get money from us. God is not trying to get money from you. He's trying to get stuff to you. And he can't do it if you don't trust him. If you take an apple and you cut it, does it have one seed or a bazillion? Well, maybe not a bazillion, but it has a lot. So you plant those, and from one apple, you can get a lot of apples or apple tree. Be sowing and reaping, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. It is a law. You can't change it. You can want to change it. You can't do anything. It works no matter what because you didn't create it. You can't change the law. So you have to have direction, determination, and dedication. This is triple D. 
for the kingdom. And I'm not Guy Fieri and this ain't the Food Network. But this is just saying, God, give me some direction. I'm going to dedicate myself to that. I'm going to be determined to see it through. Am I talking to anybody in the room? If God told you something, would you do it? This is kingdom living. Here's our first thought. All that to the first thought. Wow. It's 11.23. Don't worry, you'll be out of here before Wednesday. It's all good. <laughs> no, I'm aware of the time. Just so you know, I'm aware of it. <laughs> Here's number one. I'll, it won't really take that long. God is your source. God is your source. God has the plan. He is the foundation, and you build on that. You build on what he says. God is, he has a plan for you. Not just for me, not just for TLC. You might be part of the plan, but he has a purpose for you. You build on that. God, what is that? I want to know where I'm going so when I get there, I'll be like, yes. And let me just say this. You never really arrive. You're not all that in a bag of chips because this is about God. We, it's, it's for his glory. It is our, our use is just to, I want to expand the kingdom of God. I want to see people get saved. I want to see people's lives get changed. Luke 6, 46 through 49 says, Why do you call me Lord and do not do the things which I say? Why do we call him Lord if we don't do what he says? See, some, he might be, if he's not really Lord of all, is he really Lord at all to you? He goes on to say, whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and, what's the next thing? Does them. I'll show you whom he's like. He's like a man building a house, dug deep, laid the foundation to the, on the rock. And when the flood came, the, the stream built vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But who, he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on earth without a foundation, against which... That stream bent vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of the house was great. You see, there is a cause. There is a reason. God, I want to do what you say. Have you ever just had enough of the devil raking you over the coals? Isn't it time to launch something for God instead of helping the devil in his plight? Because he doesn't care. He'll take everything you got and kill you on the way and be happy about it. There's a reason to act. What is motivating you into action? What are you done tolerating? So many times we deserve what we tolerate. If we're going to put up with it, it doesn't have to go away because you're putting up with it. Is there others that are on the road with you? Let me ask you that. Who's affected by the issue? I mean, there's stories in the Bible where there's, there's people on the boat and the boat's sinking and they had to figure out why are we sinking? Who's in the boat with you? Who's affected? Most of us really are never really alone. We, our lives affect somebody else. Where are we leading? Who's following you? Are we people following and we're not aware of where it's going? Do we just get out of something just to get a break, no matter what's coming after that? 
Here's some truths. We can't give away what we don't have. We have to import truth before we can export truth. You have to get truth in you. That's why the word is so important. The word is truth. And the truth sets you what? Free. So if you want to be free, let's get more word in us before we can export. We can't be the pot calling the kettle black. Don't tell me how we need to be following God and you're following a lifestyle that he says is not good. Sing that song and dance somewhere else because that's not going to fly. I'm still going to love you, but that's not in the word. Know who you are. Better yet, whose you are. You see, God wants to construct our being before our doing. He wants to have people like, wow, he just surrendered to God. Look what he's done. Because he walks that out. We live in a culture that loves success. Why? Because they want success. Most of us, we all don't be like, I hope I do this and lose. I hope I'm the worst at this. There's a movie out where a guy's like, I'm going to do MMA fighting. And they pay the loser this amount of money. And he said, I know I can do that. And the guy goes, what? He goes, I can lose. And the guy slapped him on the shoulder. He goes, let's lose together. That's the movies, okay? But nobody really sets out to be, I'm just going to do this and lose. They like success. But we also live in a culture of entitlement. A mindset of, I don't want to have to do anything. Just give it to me. Don't make me do anything. Just let me have it. What is the easiest route that I don't have to do anything? Many feel like we're living in a lost state. We just keep bumping into walls like a pinball machine. People are feeling overwhelmed, insecure, inadequate. We want to see the light at the end of the tunnel. We've been down through this road so many times, but when will this all be over? We need to want and trust whoever we follow. Now, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, and I would say that to you, but please understand, I am not God and I am not Christ. Follow Christ. I mean, I'm human, and I make mistakes. I don't always say the right things. I can't get, okay, let me see. I can get names right, but a lot of times I have not. And uh, so, you know, follow God. What's he want for you? You cannot go wrong trusting and following him. And that's another thing. Kim and I were listening to a podcast where trust and integrity are few and far between. Sometimes we don't even understand. I'm not even preaching that today, but he said it. Part of it is, is in my notes here, but just understand that we, I want to see signs and wonders. I want this, but if you're not a person of integrity and you wonder why you don't see it, you don't believe yourself. I mean, if you say I'm going to be somewhere at five o'clock, I mean, and I get there's, I was just late to an appointment this last week. Things happen. I get it. But I apologized and said, okay, it, this is my fault. It is very rare that I ever miss an appointment. Or I am not 30 minutes early. You can ask my kids or my wife. Well, any of you who have been with me a long time, you can ask. Never mind. You know. <laughs> but again, I, you know, sometimes it happens. I get it. But if you constantly say, yeah, I'll do that. 
I'll be there, and you never are, or you never do. When you, when you tell the enemy to get out, what is different? Why does he have to believe you? You don't do anything else, you say. You want to move the mountain? Integrity, authority, and truth. There's people on street corners, and there's some in Marion. Please help me. I'm hungry. You've been doing this for years, buddy. Get a job. Brett, you're hard. I'm not trying to be hard. I'm just saying I want to help you fish for life instead of just for a meal. There's got to be something you could do instead of just hold the sign up. There's people that went to other people that have said, okay, here, here's some food. This has got mayonnaise on it. I don't want that. Really? I know. I'm sorry for being, I'm not, I don't know. Judgmental, I'm not trying to be. I mean, I am not, I'm just saying. We have to put our hand to stuff. We've all been burned. We've all been taken advantage of. I've given people, I don't, I don't give out money here. I have people that come and I want to see pastor and I need money, I need this. I've given out cash before just to watch them go across the street and buy alcohol. So I don't give out money. We've had people come and I need to pay my electric bill and they came with an odd number. It's this amount. Let's just, I'm going to make up an amount. It's, it's $123.87 and they're going to shut me off and could you please help me? <laughs> I'm not going to give them a check. I'm not going to give them money. I'll call Ohio Edison. Give me your address. We'll take care of the bill. I called Ohio Edison. They said, there is no such address. I had a guy stop me when we were out here. And uh, Brother John Schmidt, he's washing the, whitewashing the, you know, or whatever, power washing the building. Guy said, I'm so hungry. I've been eating in three days. Could you give me $2 for a, a cheeseburger at McDonald's? Well, McDonald's is right over here. I said, listen, I'll tell you what. I'll take you there myself. I won't get, you get whatever meal you want. I'll buy it. I'll even give you a couple cheeseburgers to take with you. No, I couldn't ask you to do that. Well, you just asked me for $2. Let's, I'll feed you. Let's go. He just wanted two bucks. Would not take anything because he wanted drugs. I mean, I'm sorry to say that. And, and God still loves them. And I still love the guy on the street corner with the sign, whether you think I do or not. I'm just saying truth. Things aren't always the way they seem. The enemy is into decoys. He's substituting something that isn't real. He's into strife, confusion, separation, division. Pastor Gary tells a story when he decided he was going to duck hunt. And so he's got, I don't know how many acres now, but at that time it's 55 acres. And it has marsh. And he's like, he loves to hunt. Matter of fact, Pastor Gary and Drinda will be here December 3rd, if you didn't get that announcement. They'll be here, both of them. December 3rd. It's going to be an awesome Sunday. Anyway, he decides to duck hunt. So he went and got decoys, put them on the, on the marsh. And he's just waiting on the ducks. And so he leaves to go to where the, the, there's a stream to see if any ducks had landed in there. And he goes back, and sure enough, there's ducks on the marsh. And he's looking at them, and he's excited. He's never duck hunted before. And he's like, oh, there's a real big one. And he takes aim. And shoots and all the ducks fly. And the one he shot just turned over and sank. He shot his decoy. 
And he tells that story. But, but see, isn't that just like the enemy? The enemy will put things out there that you'll be like, yes, and then you'll shoot the decoy. It's okay if you're destroying the enemy stuff. I get that. But I'm like, oh, what a great lesson. You see, and then the enemy wants to bring confusion, separation, division. So we have to lead our families, our coworkers, our city. Tuesday, you get to vote. You have the privilege in a free nation to vote. If you vote just because you don't like the personality of the person that is in office or you have put in office, you're voting wrong. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, vote Bible. The last president we had, I wouldn't hang out with him. I mean, I, I didn't just, you know, but I'm just saying we probably wouldn't like, I don't know what we had in common, but at least he followed this, at least the statutes of that. And so that's what I'm saying. The guy in there now, he could care less. Vote Bible. That's what I'm saying. You should apologize. No, I shouldn't. Vote Bible. No matter how you slice it, we have a lost world. Let's follow the one that's found. Isn't it amazing? Each week, we give an invitation for anybody lost. I once was lost, but now I'm found. There are a lot of people in the world. And there's a lot of mess going on. But we don't know where they're going. We don't know why they're heading that way. They just stumble around in neutral or sometimes it seems like reverse. But I'm not the one that makes all the way. I mean, it's not me that designs everything. So I want God to follow, or excuse me, them to follow God in their life. But I want them to get to their destination. They never launch. If you stay in the state the enemy wants, you'll be no threat because you'll never launch. You'll never get out of the boat. You'll never, ah, I don't know. I mean, let's think about this Miracle Sunday. What could you do in about six weeks? What could you make? What could you invest into the kingdom that God would bring return? I mean, if you put $20 in and you brought $20 back and said, I'm giving that, at least you'd still be like the one guy that said, well, I of course, he got thrown into, <laughs> maybe you don't want to do that. <laughs> but, you know, could you imagine the potential of stuff that could happen? I don't want to stagnate. I don't want to be so living that the enemy is not concerned about it at all. I want my destiny. I want the assignment. I want to be plugged in. I don't want to just exist I want to launch. He is telling me you need to push these, push this out. You know, last week, some of, you know, you already know I'm not hung up on, because I just said, we're not even going to collect an offering. Just if you got something, please give it to the guy on your way out. There are people there that'd be like, well, you shouldn't do that. Because this is what I'm saying. You're either going to give or you're not. I can't make, and if I made you give, that's wrong. If I manipulate you to give, that's wrong. But my supply that needs met or the supply of the church 
It'd be great if people were obedient. But it is God. I will not force you to give. If you don't want to give, don't give. You can deal with the Father on it. That's, and that sounds like, ooh, he's trying to blackmail. He's trying, that's not what I mean. I'm just saying God is the source. He's the provision. And me, because remember last week I said the investment is, it's hard for me not to be normal and human because I signed for this. And I just have to trust him. And he has never let me down. Kim and I could give you story after story. Now let's get back to the story. We can finish this thing up. The wall seemed impossible to finish, even to tackle it. But Nehemiah had a burden. You got a burden? He set his mind to get it done. And it was finished in a record 52 days. People tried to distract him to get him off the wall. Invitations to change. Do something else. Here, let me give you a better idea. But he stuck to the plan, the purpose, the assignment. He knew what he was supposed to do, and he launched. He acted on his faith. Secondly, God was our source. Then we need to think about it. Are you ready to work? Have you counted the cost? What's it going to take? Well, I know God wants me to pray more. It's easy to say that until it's time to get up in the morning. I have been there. It's easy to go on a diet when you just got done eating the buffet, too. I have been there. But can you see yourself doing what he's called you to do? I know I look out at wonderful people, and I believe God has wonderful plans for every one of you. He's put things in your heart that you have a burden for. You see, but Brett, I'm not good at this. And he wants me to do, you know, it's not as much your ability. How about your availability? God, I'll just do it. If you tell me to do it, I'll do it. Some of you, because you judge yourselves, you're better at things than you think you are. Because God has put it in you. Be willing and be available. I've met people that work is a four-letter word. Well, it, it is, but you know what I mean. What if you have to rearrange your calendar? I need to invite people to church. What if he's telling you to invite somebody? Do you, is God not big enough? Is his arm not waxed? I mean, can he not do it? There are times that we have prayed, and I believe God. He told me to fast for a young lady that had cancer. She was our neighbor. I need you to fast. God, I've never fasted that long before. And I had all kinds of people that I love. And my favorite food is who knows it? God bless you. People bringing pizza to me. I also love Chinese food. And many other kinds of food. <laughs> and then we had somebody show up at our door with homemade potatoes. I'm saying, and here's one for you, those cheese balls. You get homemade potato soup and you toss those cheese balls in or just pop a few in your mouth and take it. You got some like, okay, I think the disciples and Jesus would probably eat this. That's probably pretty good. And I had to say, I can't eat it. Can I freeze it? God, can I freeze it? And had me go over 
I'm like, okay. And he had me fast 10 days. I went 10 days with no food, just water. Not fasted longer than that since then, but fasting is no fun. I don't know. If you think it's fun, we need to examine you. <laughs> it ain't no fun. <laughs> but I needed to go. She was having surgery on the last day, and I'm like, Lord, she's going to go in for surgery. How am I going to? I need to go pray for her. How am I, I mean, I don't know. And her husband was not a believer. And that day, the mailman gave us the wrong mail. He gave me her mail. He, they got my mail. And I went over and her husband... What's his first name? Arnold. I said, Arnold, I, I got your mail. And he just looked at me and just started bawling. Now, he was a big man. He's like 6'2", stocky. And he was a wonderful guy. Helped everybody in the neighborhood. He's a super guy. But he didn't know Jesus. And his wife knew Jesus. She'd been trying to get him to church. He just started crying. And he was telling me, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I said, God's going to heal her, Arnold. And we prayed, and I went back home, and I, you know, I didn't have any answers. She went in the hospital. Next time I saw Arnold, they said they got in there, opened, it was throat cancer, opened up her throat. And I wasn't the only one praying, so please understand. I'm not saying, but I'm just, cancer was gone. Everything was gone. They said, we don't need to do anything here. Closed her back up. She went back home. He didn't have anything. He was just like, what do you do with that? I'll tell you what you do that. You give God praise for that. That's what you do. But that's just like God. Is he not big enough? Can he not orchestrate things if you follow the plan? Could you not launch and trust him? You see, your plan, whatever it is, needs your personality, needs your influence. It needs somebody that can be like you. I mean, I tried to be other preachers. She told me. Word already has one of those, Brett. Why don't you just be you? So this is what you get. If you don't like it, talk to PK. She put me up to it. We can't be hypocrites. We got to be who we are and whose we are. I mean, we really do. People, I don't want to go to church because the church is full of hypocrites. That's like saying, I'm not going to the gym because the gym has fat people in it. That's why they're in the gym. Come to church because you need that washing. You need people that will rub shoulders with you. Come on, somebody. You need somebody with anointing. You need the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. You need the Holy Ghost to guide you. You need somebody to pray in tongues. You need the fire of God. And you're not going to find it at Walmart, came apart, or any other place. You find it inside you, get other believers together, and share the kingdom, baby. Nothing is perfect when people are involved. You are the ingredient that God needs, that he's looking for, to put your hand to it, your influence, your ideas. You cannot be a sideline coach or player. You can't be a, a bandstander or a bleacher umpire. You got to move forward. See it in the spirit first. Set your mind on it being done. See yourself completing the task. Set a goal, Lord. Blow me away. If I 
if I sewed all this and I made crosses or I made jam or jelly or I made jerk, Lord, let me bring back 10 times the amount so that I can give it to the kingdom. Father, use me. See yourself doing what you were created to do. Know this, the enemy will fight you because if you go after the word, that's what he goes after. He doesn't want anybody to fulfill their vision. Nehemiah, we're almost finished now. Chapter 6, 8 and 9. No such things you say are being done. You invent them in your own heart. This is Nehemiah saying, you're basically, you're just lying to me. You're just trying to get me to quit doing what God called me to do. They're trying to make us afraid, saying the hands will be weakened for the work that will not be done. Strengthen my hands, Nehemiah said. No matter what you say, I, I speak against that. I speak the opposite of that. Strengthen my hands. I speak strength to you. I speak strength to your ideas, to your hands, to the ministry that God has called. Speak to your house. Can I say this to you? The enemy doesn't give back territory voluntarily. you got to take it by force. Be aware that the enemy will try to get you off task, off the job God has put you on. Stay focused. There is a cost. There is a price tag. But if you don't count it, you won't know what it takes to build. But know who's with you. Here's our last thought. I think it's our last thought. Here's one more, but they're both really short. Get to work. Get to work. Put your hand to it and get out of the boat. Most people tell me stuff like this. Pastor, I'm just waiting on God. Can I say most, most of the time? Now, there's times when God says, just be still. I get it. But many times, he's waiting on you. There's a part of you that's got to walk it out. You have to activate your faith. You have to get your hands dirty. You have to understand. God, I've got I to gotta put my hand to it. I'm going to give you a quick example. I started losing weight again. Thank you, Jesus. Not that I'm announcing that because you might look at me every week and go, I don't know. <laughs> Notice my earlobe is thinner today. <laughs> but my point is, if I don't put my hand to it, there is not a fat angel that shaves it off me. Because I'd like to know that prayer because, you know, there's not a magic pill. There's just things I have to put my hand to. He blesses the work of your hands. In heaven, zero is the same as it is here on earth. Zero. Don't procrastinate. John Wayne would say, you're burning daylight. Don't, don't put off what God has told you to do. Because you can't get time back. Once it's gone, it's gone. I don't want to live my life in regret. Launch. Launch. Obedience to God on the task will get you the most redemption of time. You know, God can make up for lost time by just giving him. I mean, he can just make things happen. I, it's not like you can get time back, but all of a sudden you can get more for, you know what I'm saying? Just by putting, okay, God, I'm putting you first. Stalling is a tactic usually of the enemy. Start where you are, use what you got, do what you can. It's not as much how you start in this life, it's how you finish. How did you finish? Help me, somebody. 
I want to be the real deal, the genuine article. Be the person of depth. And I want to have fun along the way. Life with no fun is no fun. Now, I've, I've just, you know, the last day or two, you know, PK and I spent a lot of time together. And I just had so much fun with her. I just told her, I, I'd tell her, like, you were so much fun today. And she just takes it in stride. Well, thanks. <laughs> you know, that's what's, just, thanks. You know, but, you know, if she's talking to you, is she not animated? You know, how many of the core leaders? I mean, she's like, let's go. Okay, here we go. Because she was a cheerleader, and it's still there. You know, she'll just tell you, let's do it. Because she's passionate, and I love that about her. But, I mean, you know, growing up, sometimes life is challenging. I remember sitting with our kids, little, tiny. Zachy was little. Sammy was little. Maddie would have been a baby or not even there. Mal, just pretend you know what I'm talking about, Maddie. We sat at a table, and it was kind of one of those. It was just kind of quiet, and we did all of our devotions around the supper table. That's when all the kids, and that was a big deal. We did the devotions then, and when she was little, it was her job. Go get the book, and Sam would try to get the book, and Maddie would be, I get the book. Then I would read the thing, and we would ask him, and, you know, and it would only take like five to ten minutes, but it was always the supper. That's when we did that, and we prayed at night to go to bed, and we all prayed around the bed. The one that went to bed first was when we all prayed. Because people say, how do you do that? Because as they got older, they, we staggered their bedtimes. So when it was ever her time to go to bed, that's when we all prayed. Because everybody was glad when Maddie went to sleep. No. <laughs> anyway, we're sitting there at the table. And, and nobody's saying anything. And Zach is just sitting there. And I can't remember what we were talking about. And I looked up, and out of nowhere comes green jello and just smacks him in the face. And his face was like, and I'm thinking, Samuel Charles? No, Sam didn't throw it. PK threw it. <laughs> and we had one of the funnest jello fights. And we picked up jello out of that for I don't know how long. Well, I mean, just, but you need to have some fun. Just life along the way, man. Make yourself have some fun. Here's our last one. Thank you for your attention. Be a giver. Be generous because, like I said before, you're a steward. Luke 6, 38 says, given, it'll be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, will be put into your bosom for the same measure you use. It will be measured back to you. Now, this isn't a message on giving, but you actually control a lot of what comes back to you. Give it away. Be a sower. Seed time and harvest. What you sow, you will reap. And God gives, what's he do? He gives seed to the sower. So if I sow, he helps provide what I sow. So when I was asking the Lord, Lord, should we give out money? He's like, no, let them invest on what I've given them and let them invest. Like, works for me. Because I got to do it too. I can't say, I'm going to do something. I already told you, I'm going to do beef jerky. Unless he changes my mind, that's what I feel. That's what I see in my, my head. Because I'm seeing, I can't wait till Christmas Eve. Can you imagine what will happen? What an, we'll, we'll have a special offering just for that. And we'll even tally it and we'll shout and give God praise. And you'll all be happy because you'll probably get jelly. Maybe I'll all have a cross from their window. Who knows? Most people do this. They get all they can. They can all they get. And then they sit on the can. That's almost a philosophy, isn't it? Come on, bring it in, bring it in. We stick it somewhere, and then we 
but God wants you to do more. There's opportunity to mentor. you got to give away what you learn. Some of you core leaders, how can I show people? This is what we do. Let's do this with excellence. Once you learn it, you live it, and then you give it. Import truth before you export it. You can't teach what you don't know. You can't give away what you don't have. So when God blesses you, he might be blessing you because he wants you to be a funnel. I see, I see Tristan back there. Tristan's mom, Christina, has been, was with us for years. Now they're in Carolinas. But we went, Kim and I went shopping, and she said, see that? I got, well, I'm supposed to buy that. I, I think I get this right, but it was a chandelier. And I'm like, we don't need no chandelier. I feel like Nacho Leap. We don't need no stinking chandelier. <laughs> we don't need no chandelier. She goes, I'm supposed to buy it. Okay. So she bought it, put it in our basement. I, I saw that thing sit there for a few months. Like, and she's like, she just felt I was obedient, so I did it. A few months later, Christina was like, I'm just believing God for a chandelier. Kim just looks at me and goes, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't question her anymore. So we were just, we were able to just go, we have your chandelier. How much do you want for that? Uh, this is from God. You get it. It's yours. That's how that works. It's just being obedient. It's, it's fun to be in the kingdom. It's fun to be able to go, woo! God did that. We have given to people. They didn't even know we did. And God gave us an amount. And we, we just sat back and watched them. They didn't know we gave it. And they opened an envelope. And they're like. And they start crying. They hug each other. And it's just like. And we didn't go up and go. See what we did. Yeah. We knew it. No. We didn't know what that. We just felt impressed of the Lord. Here's the amount. Give that. Okay. And we sat there. And you know what we did? That's great pleasure. We looked at each other and said. God. You're so good. To this day. I'm not even going to tell you their name. They don't know who gave it. But God does. And it was our pleasure to be able to be obedient. Teach it to somebody. Show them what God has done in your life. I don't know about you, but I want to blaze a trail that my kids can follow in the dark. They can follow it in the daytime, too. Brett, God can't use me. You don't even know. Well, let me give you something. Abraham was old. Jacob was insecure. Leah was unattractive. Joseph was abused. Moses stuttered. Gideon was poor. Samson was codependent. Rehab, rehab, <laughs> rehab, no pun intended. Rahab was immoral. David had an affair and all kinds of family problems. Elijah was suicidal. Jeremiah was depressed. Jonah was reluctant. Naomi was a widow. John the Baptist was eccentric, to say the least. Peter was impulsive and hot-tempered. Martha worried a lot. The Samaritan woman had been married many times. Zacchaeus was unpopular. Thomas had doubts. Paul had a thorn in his side, and Timothy was shy, and he used every one of them. So you're, if you, I'm a misfit. Well, join the crowd. He can still use you. Quit making excuses. It's time to launch. Okay. There's number five. I thought there was four, but this is it. You can, yeah, give me some music. That's good. See, now you know it's close. It's got to be. That's altar music. Here's number five, and this is the last one because I know there's not a number six. It's not about you. It never was. 
lose the pride. Give God the credit. You and I are nothing without God. Nehemiah 6, 15 and 16 was finished on the 25th day of Elu or Elul or however you say his name. It was finished on that dude's day. 52 days and it happened and all our enemies heard about it and all the nations around us saw these things and they were very disheartened in their own eyes for they perceived that the work was done by our God. You see, nobody can take credit for God. People need to see God in your life. They need to see the hand of God. You see, when God's involved, time answers to him. I turned it off. He puts his super with your natural, and that's how you get supernatural. What's he telling you to launch? What is it? How exciting it is. I'm telling you, proof there's a God. She's sitting right there. She's not a God, but, you know, I'm just saying, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond. I mean, that's my, obviously my opinion. Because really, and this, this is the only one that counts. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I tell her, when she'll grab a hold of my arm, I tell her, I'm like, man, keep doing that. Because it makes me just be, I, I just love that. How about, let's go further. More than I love her, God. When God wants to use you, man, it's awesome. When he's used me to open people's eyes, Used me to put new eardrums in their ears or crack their bones in place, cast demons out of them. It's not just me, but I mean, I've seen all that. It's phenomenal. It just starts happening and you're like, you just know it's God and you know he's saying, okay, I want you to do this. Okay. And you watch it happen. Are you still dreaming? It's okay to dream, but isn't it time to launch? Isn't it time to trust him? Because he's out on the water just like Peter saying, Peter said, can I come? He didn't give you a plan for you to stay in the boat. Anybody can stay in the boat. It's going to take some effort. Step out. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father, I thank